Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. I am very excited to be sitting in the studio once again with my lovely wife, Stephanie. Baby, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well right now. Thankful to have you here to record this episode with me, an episode that has been put off way too long. So here's the situation. Let me, let me just break this down. The title of today's episode is Success and Failures, What I've Learned from My First Year Since Taking the Big Leap. The idea was that I wanted to share what the experience has been past, this past year specifically the decisions that I made, why I chose those decisions, and evaluate the results that we've got. And I felt like having you here would do two things. Number one, it would finally get me to record this episode because I've been putting it off. You have. And there are a couple of reasons why I've put it off. One of the reasons is because I've struggled with the idea of recording this podcast episode being afraid that I will communicate from a mindset of scarcity. And that is not what I want this episode to be about. From outward appearances, it would be acceptable for me to have a mindset of scarcity. It would be like, oh my gosh, woe is me. But I know that not to be true. But I've been managing my focus and determining, hey, where we are today, what does this mean for us? And the reality is, is that it means that, hey, I need to get really serious on marketing some other things. But my concern is, how do I market those things when I so badly need the financial return on those things? Because I don't want to try to convince people to buy something because I'm in need financially. Does that make sense? Yes. I want people to buy because of what I have to offer is extremely valuable and will be beneficial to them and give them a, a massive return on their investment. And so I, I, it, it, it's difficult for me, and it has been difficult for me, to have this idea of, I need to market this, but in the past, it's been so easy to market those things because, well, whether you sign up or not, it's not going to be any, it, it, it's not going to cause me any problems, right? Mm-hmm. But when there's like, oh my gosh, I really need people to sign up, that that puts me in a different pers- position and one where I hesitate. I hesitate to get behind the microphone. But here's what I know. What most people have told me that they value from the content that I've created over all these years is how transparent I've always been, how authentically I share my story and or our story. And, and I'm like, so I shouldn't be afraid to record a podcast episode that talks about failures and, and, and decisions that I've made and stuff like that. Does that make sense? Which It makes sense. I don't, by the way, I want to define failure where I have made a decision and I have a desired outcome and what I think is going to happen as a result of this decision. 
And then what I realize is that I've taken action on those decisions or decided not to take action, which is basically is an action in and of itself. And when my expectations are not met, I consider that to be failure. You know, I failed to get the outcome that I desired. Does that make sense? It the words you're saying make sense. Okay. Yes. Now, that, so that's what I'm saying are failures. There, I'm going to talk about some unmet expectations in this episode as a result of decisions that I made. So some how my decisions didn't necessarily turn out to be the way that I wanted. But first, let's lay some groundwork here. I did. Uh, I, I read The Big Leap a year ago. And pretty much everybody listening to my voice, you know the whole story of discovering this thing called your zone of genius. And I'm like, as soon as I discovered, oh my gosh, there is this thing where I'm operating in the middle of, of, it's basically, I'm doing work that I feel like I was most put on this earth to do. It's like, I come alive when I do this work. This is what we call the zone of genius. Then there's this thing called the zone of excellence. It's like, listen, you're better at it than most other people. You get paid extremely well for it and stuff like that, but it's not life-giving. It's financially rewarding, but it's not life-giving. And the idea here is to pursue more and more of your time spent in your zone of genius because it also can be and should be financially rewarding but it is also life-giving. And so I, I, that's, that's the whole thing. If you want to read more about the zone of genius, I encourage you to get the book. It's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It was a in, very incredible book for me personally, and it made a huge difference for me to finally say, you know what, I'm, I'm ready for this. And I didn't read this book and then all of a sudden just wake up and say, hey, I, let's completely throw everything away. Um, and Stephanie, what's that look? I may have remembered a little differently. <laughs> okay, tell me what you tell me what you mean by that. Well, I mean, it for me, it feels like you did wake up and make the decision to. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of. Although, here's the thing: you deal with things in your mind before you speak them out loud. I do. So you could have been working it through your head for, you know, what felt like an eternity to you, eternity to you, which could have been like, you know, four hours and then said something to me. And so to me, it feels immediate where to you, it felt like it wasn't overnight. Right. It still feels very overnight to me. So I I can totally understand where you're coming from. So I read the book, The Big Leap. I think it was September of last year. So it's September of this year. So it's one year later. All right. And you're right. It was that book that finally caused me to make that decision, which seems to be overnight. But what was the decision that I made? The decision was to finally say, I no longer, I want to kill the podcast Answer Man brand. Right? Yes. Which we had been talking about for many years. That's what I'm saying. So, well, not killing it, but changing it or moving on or, you know, we, we were not speaking in words of killing it. So killing it did come overnight. For you, it, it seems that way. For me, the idea was I, I wanted to kill it in January 2016 and, okay. and completely build a whole new brand, a whole new identity online. And remember, that was the whole conversation with the green room mastermind i went to them and i shared this oh yeah and they told you no and they told me no and you said well do it i said do i well i do that a lot the advice was hey cliff why don't you go ahead and start pursuing some of this some of this but hold on to this 
And the hold on to this was hold on to some of this online podcast training. Why don't you go create this course for podcasters? Don't give up the podcasting income. And, and I see all of the wisdom financially behind that. But all I feel is, is little, little pieces of my soul dying inside when I think about any, (laughs) any time, effort or energy put towards that. Here's something that I find funny. Yes. Is that I've known you for a long time now. I've known you through working, making signs and you know, working in a call center, answering phone calls and selling insurance and moving from home and auto to life insurance and obviously making the leave of insurance and, and coming into podcasting. And then now this new stage that, that we're in. And, and I can tell you that while you've gotten to the point which kind of makes me think like what the what comes in 10 years while you've gotten to the point that each of those things became soul sucking they were not always no there was a time when selling life insurance and teaching people to care for their families in that way was life giving to you and yes. to them there was a time when podcasting was life-giving to you and to the people who were seeking it from you. Yes. So I wonder if this will then become soul-sucking as, you know, as we move forward. What what will continue to give you life? Because it's never been about each one of those careers. It's always been about the people on the other side. And and how I feel called, how I feel most called right now to speak into somebody's life and have right. impact and influence in people's lives. Yeah, right. I, and I, you've had that all those. I have. I. I mean, it's why I found through all those different steps. This is just, I think, more in direct line or direct vision of who you are as a man. Yes. So the the thing is, is that every single one of those, when I think about my mission statement. Everything that I've done up to this point has allowed me to operate my in within my mission statement. And I've been able to tap into what's called my zone of genius inside of those things a percentage of the time. And it's why I was able to be so successful. Uh, real quickly, I in my outline, I'm like, I want to share real quickly what my mission statement is. Okay. And I developed this, I think it was back in 2010, 2011. I can't remember. right. So here's my mission statement. It says, my mission first and foremost is to pursue the life for which I was created. I am always learning. I share experiences from my journey in life, my successes, failures, fears, hopes, dreams, etc. And what I'm learning from these experiences in an authentic and transparent way with the intent to provide education, encouragement, and inspiration that motivates others to take their own life to the next level. I am committed to generating the amount of income that allows me to meet the needs and goals of my family and to fulfill my mission in the world. I create content, products, and services and promote the content, products, and services of others that add great value to people's lives. I am committed to setting new goals, achieving them, and then sharing the results so that I may help others find ways of doing the same in their own life. I am consistently expanding my mindset of what is possible and always looking for ways to help others do the same. I am a follower of Jesus who authentically attempts to live out my faith, though I fail miserably at times, in a way that encourages others. When asked, I'm always prepared to give a reason for the hope that I have, 
in Jesus with gentleness and respect. So, when I think about this, my mission first and foremost is to pursue the life with which I've created. What have I learned? What successes? What failures? It's like when I was selling insurance, it's like, let me talk to you about life insurance and your need for it. I don't know about you, but in my life, I've not always been the most wise when it comes to finances. My wife and I, for the first eight to 10 years of our marriage, we were in massive amounts of debt, multiple credit cards. And quite frankly, if I were to die, she would have been left behind with no way to pay all of that stuff off. However, with life insurance for 10, 20 bucks a month, I can leave her a million dollars, which is more than enough to pay for all of that stuff. It's enough to pay for college for all of the kids, and it's enough for her to live comfortably. And, you know, so, and here's why. Now, the thing is, is let me talk to you about permanent insurance versus term insurance. Permanent insurance has all of these benefits, but I don't necessarily think it's the wisest investment. The biggest investment is to understand the value of getting out of debt, becoming completely debt-free to the place where financially, you've got so much wealth that you don't need life insurance anymore. The idea is, the question is, can you buy a 30-year, $1 million or $1.5 million life insurance policy and create a plan so that within 30 years, you have eliminated 100% of your debt, you owe nothing to anyone, and you've created a financial basket for yourself that, quite frankly, if you die, you're going to be leaving you know, more than that life insurance would have been worth. Can you pull that off within the next 30 years? And by the way, let me introduce you to how you can do that. That's how I sold so much life insurance. I had people, I had people lining up day after day to buy life insurance from he me did. When, because of how I communicated that. And that was me sharing my own failures, my own experiences, what I've learned, selling, remember, selling the products and services of others that added great value to people's lives. And that was life-giving until I realized that there was a bigger opportunity. It's like, wow, I, I'm, I'm impacting the lives of, of a handful of people on a weekly basis. That's great. But man, through this stuff, I have the, I'm reaching tens of thousands of people around the world through this podcasting. And then I was helping people launch podcasts, right? That's how I was making money. And that was impacting, you know, I was working with hundreds of people and helping them launch podcasts every single year, which of course helped lots of people. And it within, let's just say for every 100 people, there were about 10 people that really allowed me to go deep. See, just like when it came to selling life insurance, for every 10 people that I sold a life insurance policy to, I knew there was about two or three of them who were gonna take what I said seriously. That, and, and by the way, some of them, two or three, 20%, 30%, today are debt-free because of my talking to them for one hour in an insurance office. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's incredible but it's 20 to 30% that I was able to really reach. And then through podcasting, I was realizing, man, I can reach so many more. And then when it came to podcast coaching and consulting, what I found is that, you know what people really hired me for? When they were saying, Cliff, I wanna take your podcasting A to Z course. They were saying, Cliff, I want to do what you've done. I wanna live the life that you live. And I'm like, that's awesome. I just recommend that you don't do it the way that I did it. Because if you've heard my story, and people have begged me to share my story so many times, and it's an inspirational story, the story of how we turned this hobby into a full-time career. But 2008 isn't a year that I would wish on anyone, would you? No. 
Neither's 2009. <laughs> or 2009. <laughs> well, the first half of 2009. And so it's like, man, it's great that you want to do it. But let me tell you, don't do it the way that I did it. And so what happened was people thought that they were coming to me. They, they would pay me $2,000 for podcasting A to Z. And here's what I would recognize. A majority of them are looking to do what I did. And that is, let's create a podcast, build an audience, putting my message that I feel so passionate about into the world, and then find some way to monetize it. Because that's what Cliff did. All right? That's exactly how I did it. Start with step number eight, and then try to figure things out. Throw, put a bunch of spaghetti up against the wall and see what sticks, and that's how you build a business. That's how I build a business. It's not how I recommend building a business. So, Here's the deal. Some people came into the insurance office and say, Cliff, I need to buy insurance for my new house that I just purchased. And so they came in wanting to cover this house that so that if it burned down financially, they wouldn't be out, you know, $220,000. I'm like, well, okay, I will sell you insurance on your house, but have you thought about life insurance? Do you have life insurance for you and your family? And, and then all of a sudden, that's the thing. It's like people came to me and said, Cliff, I need my, my mortgage company requires that I have home insurance. But they understood that they needed it as well, right? But they didn't think that they needed life insurance. And so it was, it was that process of saying, hey, I know this is what you came to me for, but can we talk about this over here for a little bit? Let's talk about life insurance. Are you completely debt-free? Have you thought about what would happen? Are the kids taking, you know, all of this stuff. And, and it was only a percentage of those people that will allow me to speak. To, some of them are like, listen, Cliff, I don't want any life insurance. I've had people ask me, no, I, just sell me the, the darn home insurance. And quite frankly, it's that attitude with so many people that, that just like, please let me help you. Please understand that having a $10 or $15 a month term life insurance policy is so much more important to your financial future than your home insurance. Right. And so the same thing was, Cliff, I didn't come here for life insurance. I came here for a home insurance policy. That's the same thing that was happened to me. Cliff, I didn't come in here to have you coach me on how to think about my business model. I've, all I want is a podcast in iTunes. That's what happened. So a lot of people are like, Cliff, here's my $2,000. Please, you've promised me that by the end of four weeks, I will have a podcast in iTunes that will sound great. No questions asked. I can help you with that, guaranteed. Tell me, why do you want to do it? Well, why does that matter? Just tell me what microphones I need. I'm like, oh, you know, come on. I can tell you what microphones you need, but can we talk first? Can you please tell me what are your goals? Who do you want to serve? Why do you want to do this? And what I found was that out of every 10 people that I worked with through podcasting A to Z, Again, about two or three of them would allow me to really go deep with them. And it was those two or three people that allowed me to operate inside of my zone of genius. And it's why I was able to do podcasting A to Z for so long. Right. I mean, a decade. But the thing is, to only be able to do that for 20 or 30% of the people that were hiring me, to have that level of influence and impact in their life just wasn't enough when I realized there's the potential of actually having people who will pay me for what I'm doing for this 20 to 30% that I could actually speak into their lives instead of saying, hey, Cliff, I want to create a, a podcast. I want to build a business. And the thing is, is you may not need a podcast. 
just because I did a podcast doesn't mean you have to have a podcast. You could you could create the kind of business that I have today where you're having massive influence, coaching, consulting, helping people, creating online courses and webinars and live events and workshops. You can have this kind of business without a podcast. You could have it with a blog. You could, instead of a podcast, you could have a blog. You could have an email newsletter. You could do Facebook live streams. You could have a Facebook group. There's a lot of different things other than a podcast that you could do. I think a podcast is right for a ton of people, but no matter what it is, that's step eight. I have discovered through through all of my own successes and failures and all my own mistakes and doing life with some of the most successful Christian entrepreneurs on this planet I mean, these people are my best friends. I've learned what succeeds and what doesn't succeed. I've been, I spent over a decade helping nearly 800 people through podcasting A to Z launch a podcast. And 20 to 30% of those people allowed me to speak into their lives. And I learned what worked for them and what didn't work for them. And I, as a result of all this, I now have an 11-step formula on exactly what are the steps to build the kind of business that I have today without all of the mistakes that I made along the way. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. So that's, that's what I realized. It's like, okay, I know that I could continue doing podcasting A to Z and see all the financial success, but do I really want a 30% record of success of feeling like I've had impact in people's lives in the way that I feel most called to do? Am I, am I satisfied with really having that impact with 20 to 30% of the people I work with? And the answer to that question was no, I'm just not because what I'm doing is not helping people launch podcasts. It's never been about getting an RSS feed in iTunes. It's always been about helping people uncover their true identity and helping them get out there and put their message into the world and find a way to do what God has called and created them to do. That's always been my mission and purpose. And to only be able to do that with a handful of people who were buying insurance wasn't enough and podcasting, teaching and consulting and coaching allowed me to have much more influence and impact than I ever had as an insurance agent. And then I realized, wait a second, the podcast answer man brand is actually holding me back. But I even tried to convince myself for the, so I, I had these thoughts in January, 2016 that I wanted to leave podcast answer man behind, but was convinced that that wasn't the right thing to do. And then I even tried to convince myself. It's like, you know what? Podcast Answer Man is the greatest gift that God's ever given to me as a brand. And I do believe that that was a case for the decade that I embraced it. But what got me to where I am is not what's going to get me to where I feel called to go next. And that's where, I, that's where I was one year ago. So I read The Big Leap and finally, like you said, we, you and I had lots of conversations mm-hmm. over those two years from January 2016, Cliff wants to shut down Podcast Answer Man, rebrand and back and forth. You heard a summary of everything that was discussed in every hot seat that I had in the Green Room Mastermind. But what you don't have is the the thoughts that go through my mind every thank you jesus 365 days a year every single year for the the two years leading up to when Do i you read know the big how week. i know i never want to be inside your head how's that because <laughs> i know you never want to be inside my head yeah <laughs> it is it's scary in there 
So last year, well, you know, it's, it, sometimes it can be scary in my own head. So right. I, I get it. So the, the thing is, is last year I made the decision. Okay, enough is enough. I have taken some, by the way, it was wise advice that I got from the green room. Yes. Because I did not immediately shut things down and then go try to find a way to, to build a completely different brand. Well, we've done that before. We've done that before. Didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that we didn't like it. It's that we learned from it. There, that's much better. Yes. We learned from 2008 and half of 2009. Because I've said many times that when I told you to quit your job in insurance and go at this full force and we could do this, I said, I'll do whatever it takes to support you in this. I'll get a job. Obviously, I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. We'll sell this house. We'll, we will do whatever has to be done to make this work. And when we decided to cut podcasting A to Z, I said, I love you. I support you. But selling this house is no longer an option. Yep. You got to find a way to make it work. I'll get a job. We'll make sacrifices. We'll make cuts. But selling this house is no longer an option. Obviously, it's a different house. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's where we were. And so as a result of the wise advice that I did get from the green room, they're like, listen, hey, why don't you, if you're, if you're feeling led in this direction, rather than just cut everything off, why don't you start taking some steps towards what you want to build? Do some one-on-one mentoring and coaching and give them the stipulation that this has nothing to do with podcasting and see if people will pay you for that. And so I remember it was right around the middle of 2016. I said, hey guys, I'm not putting this on my sales page. I'm only mentioning this here in the podcast. If anybody's interested, I haven't done one-on-one coaching in a very long time, but for $300 per hour, and this is limit, trust me, this is a limited time only because I I, I just don't do one-on-one, but for a limited time only, I am going to offer one-on-one coaching and mindset mentoring. If you're thinking about building a business or if you have some goals in your life that you've been struggling with uh, achieving, I want to help you succeed in taking your life to the next level. But here's the thing. If you hire me as a one-on-one mentoring coach, it can't have anything to do with podcasting. We will not discuss podcasting during the one hour. So if anybody's interested in that, email me directly, put coaching or mentoring in the subject line. And I had eight people sign up that week. And I worked with all eight of them and it was incredible. And I worked with several of them for multiple sessions. And then I started creating a mentoring package, which eventually uh, it's $3,500 and you get three one hour calls within a 90 day period of time. And so I started marketing that to a handful of people. And people started hi- hiring me for that. And it was massively successful. Like 100, get, remember before it was like 20 to 30% of the people I was able to have the impact and influence in people's lives that I felt most called to do. With those calls, it was 100%. 100% inside of what I didn't know the language then. I didn't know the language zone of genius. But it was clearly now that I know zone of genius, I was in my zone of genius in all of those mentoring calls. And then... I had some desires to do mastermind group, a paid mastermind group that had nothing to do with podcasting. The thing is, is that I knew I wanted to follow the advice of Dan Miller. Instead of doing 10 groups of 10 people paying me $100 a month, I wanted to do groups of people that had people that were paying $1,000 a month. But in my mindset, I was really struggling with that. 
Where do I have the value? Who am I to do this? And that's when we went to June of 2016. We went to Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within. And that leaving there, I'm like, okay, the one thing that I came away with is a different belief system about whether or not people will pay me $1,000 a month for a mastermind. Now, I still didn't make the changes. I didn't implement that right away. Uh, but I, I knew this would be a part of it. But instead, what I did do was I'm like, hey, I'm going to create some workshops. I want to do live events. I want to start using the space that we built called the Next Level Studio. We, we built this in our home. It's not been used. I want to start doing it. And so we started the Next Level Workshop for building an online business, which w- that was a journey of up and downs. It's like, mm-hmm. I wonder if anybody will do this. And somebody is like, well, why don't you do one on podcasting, Next Level Podcasting? That way you'll get some people there. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Nope. And then I'm like, okay, I couldn't for I could not force myself to even create an outline to market it, anything. And all I did was waste about a week and a half before I finally says, okay, no, it's got to be building an online business. I have, I'm not going to go back to the podcasting thing. And so we did the next level workshops, and we saw great success, massive success. I mean, I'm literally teaching from. Eight o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night, and then eight o'clock in the morning until one o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm loving it 100% of doing what I feel most called to do. It's like, okay, I did that successfully over and it's repeatable. I'm like, then when I finally read The Big Leap, I had enough success as a result of all of those things to say, I see a business model that has been validated, which by the way, validating your business model is step seven in the process. I followed my own seven steps before leaving podcasting A to Z in the dust. Does that make sense? Yes. Which is what I teach at creating an online or building an online business next level workshop. So the idea was last year, I'm okay. I'm shutting down podcasting A to Z. And it was a process as well. It's like, it's like okay, I'm probably only going to do, you know, three or four more of these. And then it's done. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to do one more of these. And then it got to the place where finally I had a couple people signed up for the next one, which was October of 2017. I said, okay, maybe I should refund everybody that's paid me. And you said, nope, those people have paid you. You've got a commitment to them. You're going to follow through. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. And so... I did that. Final. So he pouted for four weeks. <laughs> I did. I did pout for. I four mean, if weeks. you're gonna be transparent, be I transparent. Did. I it it was it was soul sucking to do that final session of podcasting A to Z, and the, it, but here's the deal. Now, don't get me wrong. If you were in that final session of podcasting A to Z and you're listening to my voice, I promise you, you're you're the twenty to thirty percent in that final session because you're the part of this community. You're the ones who are really actively engaged with what this is all about. Right. So, but there are still 70% of the people who took that final session, all they wanted is an RSS feed. They did they could care less about any of the insights and and the ways that I would love to to just help them change their belief system a little bit about how to impact and influence people's lives. It's like, no, all I want, Cliff, I need to know what cables, how do I hook these up? Can you send me over a thing that shows me how to do this filter? I got to get this static out. I, you know, all I want is the technical. And I'm like, I'll give you all of that, but can I please talk? Nope, ain't got time for that. Just all I care about is the RSS feed. Is it in iTunes? Okay. (sighs) Can't wait till this is over. And then it was over and then life became glorious. So the decision was, okay, I made some decisions. When I, after reading The Big Leap, I was like, okay, enough of this. It is done. Podcasting A to Z is over. I want to 
divorce myself from the Podcast Answer Man brand. I no longer want people to think of me and associate with podcast coaching and teaching anymore. So how do I replace this income? And that income, by the way, podcasting A to Z averaged $240,000 a year. Plus there were some other ancillary recurring revenue streams tied to podcasting, podcast equipment, digital tutorial sales, and a lot of podcast-related affiliate commissions. I wanted to be done with all of that. So we're talking a significant amount of income, right? How do I replace this? So I went to my, my wonderful whiteboard and I'm like, okay, what can I do? I, I basically did the steps. I, I, I manually did the steps. What are the things that I can do that I teach at the Building an Online Business Workshop? And so I wrote down 10 different streams of income that I could pursue. And all of which, each individual income stream had to have one standard. It must, on its own, produce a minimum of $20,000 per month. I will not pursue anything. I know there's tons of things that I could do, but the only things that I want to pursue are things that will produce a minimum of $20,000 per month alone. Now, I've made a note to myself at this point. So, um, because I'm going back to my outline. Important note for those of you who do not know me, all right? And I'm going to just read this to you. While my financial focus was a major priority in planning over the past year, for which I do not apologize, my number one priority was to spend more time doing what I feel most called by God to do on this earth and to have the profound impact and influence in people's lives that I feel most called to do and know and that I know, I've actually been able to have in people's lives, all right? So I want you to know that I, for practical reasons, everything I'm about ready to share with you is 100% focused on the financial side of things. But know that that was not my primary focus. It just had to be a focus. It had Financial decisions had to be a priority in this strategic transformation in my life. Well, aren't they with any new job you would take? Yes. I mean, Absolutely. if you go in and then sit down in an interview, you're going to ask what the salary is. Yep. Are you not? Yep. So, so it's no different than taking any other new job. Yeah. Tracy Trost posted in the Free the Dream family Facebook group. Yes. He says, uh, he found a Hebrew proverb. I don't know if you saw this post. He says, imagine God is the sun. Prosperity is the shadow you cast from the sun. When you face the sun and move towards it, your shadow follows you. When you turn to face the shadow, it always moves away from you. I have found this to be true in my own life. When I keep my eyes, thoughts, and actions on God, I find that the rest of my life seems to take care of itself. But when I focus on the material things, I always seem to be chasing them and never fulfilled. To keep my eyes, thoughts, and actions on God is simply to serve my fellow human, to have an open mind and heart to their lives, to render aid where I can, to listen, to give counsel, to mourn with those who mourn and celebrate with those who celebrate, to simply realize that I am here for others. When I do that, I face directly into the sun and I cast a very large shadow, that shadow being prosperity. Mm -hmm. So, I share that to say that I am totally on board with that and to say that this planning session on the whiteboard is not me chasing financial Well, no, because prosperity. I mean, I, I agree with everything that he wrote there, 
but at the same time, you don't. Ju- he doesn't just stand and wait for life to happen or wait for. I mean, he is engaging in people. He is creating projects. He is doing things that are putting him in the line to be with those people who are grieving and celebrating. And you you don't just sit back and wait to see where God is going to move you. Right. Right. I I I think there I think there is a delicate balance to the well, process, but I agree, I agree with you. That I, there is a delicate balance. I, I believe. But- I think it is crazy for us. What does David Foster say? To ask God to provide something that you're not willing to participate in getting right. is dumb and insulting. Right. That's what David Foster said, and I love that. So I'm I'm asking God. Hey God, I want to provide for the financial needs of my family. And the mission and purpose that you've put me on this earth, the things that you want me to give to, the things that you want me to invest in, the the margin. I'm willing to participate. I, I'm willing to participate, and my participation in is, these ways. Well, I, I'm participating by financially thinking through this in a right. in a practical way. So I created ten different income streams on the whiteboard. Any one of those income streams would have generated twenty thousand dollars a month. And then I said, well, I can't do all of them. You can have anything in life you want, but you can't have everything is another wonderful quote out there, right? So I chose three and I'm like, okay, number one, the next level mastermind. My goal was to have two different groups for the next level mastermind and that each group would have 12 members. That would be 12 members in each group paying $1,000 a month. That would be $24,000 per month if I filled both groups. Which would fill the void left by podcasting A to Z. Exactly. So if I succeeded in that goal, then I would have effectively replaced A to Z and I'm doing inside of the next level mastermind what I am most called to do in this world. There's no doubt about that. Every single week, it is the highlight of my week to facilitate those meetings, but it's not just those meetings. It's the relationships I have and the mentoring that I do for those people in between the meetings as well. It has been life-giving to a level that I never dreamed possible before. So mission number one, goal number one, two mastermind groups, 12 people in each group, $1,000 per person. That's goal number one. Goal number two, I love these building an online business workshops, these live events here in my studio, 14 people per session, $2,000 a piece. You do the math on that, that's $28,000. $28,000. Now, let's just say it's 10 people that come. That's still 20. So it's somewhere between twenty dollars to $28,000 a month. We've successfully sold these things out. What if I did one of these per month? That alone equals $20,000 per month. If I did one every six weeks or even every other month, when it all is said and done, quite frankly, it, it averages out to $20,000 a month. So, I'm okay, so per, goal number 2, to do next level workshops, at least 6 is what my goal was. 6 of them completely sold out. That was the goal for the next year from September to September, which is now. All right? So that's mission number 2. Mission number 3, free the dream. Our very first conference. And here's the thought process. It's like, and I know this, you know, I've already made the disclaimer. This wasn't just only about the money for us. And that should be obvious. That's why we recorded last week's episode before I'm recording this week's episode. I mean, we're thrilled 
and and praise God for what happened last week or for, uh, at what was it three weeks ago? Three now. weeks ago now. Yeah. So we're thrilled with what it what happened. But the goal for Free the Dream was three hundred people attending the event, where the average ticket price sold was one thousand dollars. Now, do the math on that. I'm not great at math, but I, that's why I like big round numbers. 1,000 times 300 people, that's $300,000, right? That's a significant income. Uh, and then the, I knew that if we had 300 people, I had already worked with my event planner. We're talking somewhere between 50 to 70,000. And I know now that the idea of 50,000 was, <laughs> yeah, right, come on. So, but we, we were looking at around, $70,000 if we had 300 people there. And my thought was that, well, I would have 300 people, average tickets sales of 300,000 minus the 70,000 in costs, we will, in effect, generate a profit from that of $230,000. Now, I will tell you this, like, oh my gosh, we would generate 230000 in one weekend. Yeah, come on, seriously. That's that's silly thinking because did it take just one weekend to pull Free the Dream off? No. It took a year. It took a year to pull off Free the Dream. And so it, I will tell you that I had this mindset. It's like it seems... Imp- Hold on. We're not finished with... Well, we just finished, right? Covering all the invoices. Yeah, it's, for, it, that's what we're going to talk about next. And we're already planning next year. So like they... Oh yeah, I've already They overlap. They they yeah, it takes a year. We are 3 weeks uh we are 3 weeks away from doing removed. free removed from uh free the dream. I've already put at least 20 to 30 hours in planning for free the dream 2019. Right. Already. So yeah, it's not one weekend. It's so, the whole year. But but when I thought about it it's like, oh my gosh, but on the whiteboard it was $230,000 I was going to make in one weekend. Right. It's like, it's like, that just seems like it doesn't even seem right. And so there was some mindset about profit and, and earning money and all that stuff that I think somewhat leads into why I, things turned out the way that they did. I had some mindset about belief system, about earning money, about approaching that. It almost doesn't seem right. And so I had to work through it. And then when I realized, it's like, well, if I think about all the time, effort, and energy that right. I put into it, it's like, wait a second, this is a full-time job. Actually putting an annual, there are, and what I learned now is there are people, their full-time jobs are putting on an annual conference. Mm-hmm. And then when I think about it, it's like, hey, if I didn't have the Next Level Mastermind, if I didn't have Next Level Workshops, and all we had was Free the Dream, and that was our annual income, then it doesn't seem so wrong to right. walk away from that event with a 230 cuz right. that's a $230,000 that's that's almost A to Z income. Yes. <laughs> notice I say almost it's not even A to Z income. So those are the three three things that I decided to pursue. Uh next level mastermind, next level workshops and free the dream conference. And we're going to take it just a quick break cuz I can see that Stephanie is about ready to float out My of this eyes chair. Are floating. And and we'll be right back. And we're back. Feel better? Yes. Awesome. So those are the three income streams that I decided to pursue. And I thought that I would pursue all three of them at the same time. That was my plan. So this was September of last year. And the very first thing that I did was I created the sales page for the Next Level Mastermind. 
And we had already been doing next level workshops, the building an online business next level workshops. And I already had, I think I had four of them on the schedule. So there was already a sales page for that. And there, the people could go to nextlevelworkshop.live and they could choose one of the four available sessions. And then we had already started connecting with Matt and Lauren Brady from Brady Made Productions, our event management team. And we signed a contract with them. We signed a contract with the venue, the factory. By the way, the Free the Dream conference was the riskiest thing that we've done in our business ever since we left my career in insurance. Yes. Because we were, in effect, committing ourselves to paying $70,000 and we had not yet sold a single ticket. Or, I'm sorry, fifty to 70000 that's what we knew. Mm-hmm. We were we knew that by signing the contract with Matt and Lauren and signing the contract with the factory, which was not that's not fifty to seventy thousand. But the thing is, is Matt and Lauren was going to be hiring the video production team. I mean, they were hiring everyone. So at when we signed those two contracts, which we signed in October of last year, right? When we signed those, we said even if we don't sell a single ticket. We're on the hook for fifty to seventy thousand dollars. Right. And I was browsing Instagram the other day, and Kim Sutton had this quote. It was a. It, she took a picture. She's a friend of mine. She she took a picture of a slide that was obviously presented at some conference, and I don't know whose slide this was, but she put the quote was this: "Most people are so afraid of near death experiences that they have settled for a near life experience." Wow. Let that one sink in. Yeah. Most people are so afraid of near-death experiences that they have settled for a near-life experience. And why I bring that up right now is because signing those contracts was like a near-death experience for us. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm talking a near-financial-death experience for us because I'm already giving up what essentially will become 100% of our income, right? And yes, we're going to pursue some other things that have, now they they were calculated risks. The Next Level Mastermind, I'd done enough mentoring to know that instantly I'm going to have some people who will want to sign up. There's no doubt in my mind that many of these people I've done one-on-one mentoring packages with, they're like the first to line up and sign up. I know this, all right? I didn't know that I had 20 or 24, but I knew that I had at least five or six. That's that, but still that's five or $6,000 a month, right? The next level workshops, okay, so we have a track record of selling these, but there's no guarantee of any of that. So for us to actually shut down 100% of income, to only have a realistic expectation of somewhere between five to 10,000, and then to actually sign contracts that, uh, that says within the next year, you're gonna pay 50 to 70, that is a near financial death experience for us. Yes. But- we were we did not want a near life experience we we knew that god was calling us to have an experience that is a life that is to the full i think if you look back over our journey over the last two decades you'll know that we've never wanted a near life experience yeah we've had plenty of near death experiences yeah. and and we're talking near death fi- financial death experiences right. Starting but, this business gave you an actual near-death experience. It did. I well, that's that is a part of <laughs> that's 2000. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, I literally almost died in 2009 in the hospital because of the stress and anxiety and fear and self-doubt and worry that 
that plagued me that entire first year, which is why I don't want people to just launch a podcast and right. go willy-nilly. You know, it's like, no, let me teach you from my experiences. I promise you, this is not how it's done. Yes, it's how I did it. I know it inspires and motivates you, but trust me, there's more to the story. <laughs> there's more to the story. Please let me talk to you. I will give you my time for free if you will let me speak into your life. You know, you've got me for four weeks. You don't, it, uh, anyway, yes. So more, most people are so afraid of near-death experiences that they settle for a near-life experience. If you get nothing out of this podcast episode, take that quote and go with it and understand, and ask, how does this apply to your life? Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> we, we signed the contracts and now all of a sudden, here we are. It's October of 2017. Now I have a free the dream sales page. I have a next level workshop sales page and I have a next level mastermind sales page. And up to this point, all I've ever done was market a podcasting A to Z course. And I only did that every other month. And now I have three things to sell. And one of the, here's one of the big mistakes that I look back on. So this, this, we talking about success and failure. We had plenty of success this year, all right? Well, tons of success. Number one, the ton of success is the number of people's lives that we've positively impacted. Every member of the Next Level Mastermind, their lives are radically different today than they were one year ago. I mean, it, it, that that is a massive under, uh, understatement that really, I don't know that I'm qualified to tell you without it sounding like a sales pitch. That's why in future episodes, I'm going to be bringing on people who are members of the Next Level Mastermind, and I want to have them share their stories, not as infomercials for the Next Level Mastermind, but also with, I mean, realistically, it's going to be one of the reasons why it would be nice to get them on here. So that those of you who are thinking about the Next Level Mastermind, for to get you off the fence and understand, if you just sign up for this thing, you'll realize you can actually accomplish more in one year in your Masterminder group than you will ever experience in a lifetime without it. I, it's a guarantee. It's been true for every single person that's been in a mastermind group, and it will be true for you as well. And so I'm going to bring them on to talk about that. That It's been so huge for them. Then we've had some next-level workshops that have been success. However, here's the, here's the first big mistake. Here's the f- first failure. We haven't done six next-level workshops from September to September, have we? No, we have not. In fact, the, what happened was I had a belief system problem. Three or four? I think we've had three. But, but since you made the commitment to do six, you've only done three. That's it, right. And the reason why was because of a belief system problem. So I can tell you one mistake that I made this past year was I believed that I should not be marketing so many things at one time. I shouldn't be marketing the Next Level Mastermind and the Next Level Workshop and the Free the Dream Conference all at once. And I, I, I shared that with some friends and they said, yeah, that seems like a lot to market as well. And so I got some confirmation that that seemed to be a lot to market. So the question was, well, what's the biggest priority? I said, well, I would say probably if I, if I think just purely from a financial standpoint, which is a, it's, it's a high priority, it's not my number one priority, but it's, it's right up there. I would say the next level mastermind because that is the one thing that's a consistent, recurring, ongoing revenue. And it makes sense for me to focus on that first. 
but I feel like I really need to be telling people about Free the Dream because, you know, they need to mark this out on the calendar. And some folks said, well, you know, most people don't buy conference tickets until the weeks leading up to the event. It's, it's way too soon to, to market that. You can put that off for quite some time. You can actually put that off for six months. And I'm like, okay. And so I, right then, decided Free the Dream marketing, completely putting that off for six months. So I can focus on next level mastermind and workshops. But then I decided, you know what? Why don't I just focus on the next level mastermind? So I basically took off all of the sessions of the next level workshop that didn't have any people registered, completely removed them from the schedule. And then I reached out to the people who were registered for the ones that were scheduled and say, listen, I don't think I'm gonna market these because I'm marketing next level mastermind for the next six months and then I'll be marketing free the dream. So chances are the session that you signed up for isn't gonna have 14 people. It may have three or four people. Are you okay with that? Would you like a refund? And all of them said, Cliff, if it, even if it was just me and you, it'd be, I'd be there. I'm like- We had one just like that. And we did have one just like that. That was in December of last year. It was DeRay, um, Ola, uh, hold on. Dur- it was DeRay. <laughs> it was DeRay. No, hold on, because I, Ola Lea. Okay. Oh, so I didn't even know his last name. Oh, oh, I spent a long time learning it. So, okay. it, so that's so I just had to see it though. But it's Dere Olaleya. Gotcha. And, and and so since since I worked on it so hard, I had to actually say it. Yes, you did. But anyway, so I I reached out to those and I said, listen, I'm not going to market next level workshops, but anybody who's registered, I will host them. We'll have one on one. We'll have a small group, but but that's what we're going to have. So, next level workshops. We had three of them. None of them were sold out because I didn't market any of them in the past year. I made that decision. I said, I will not market a next level workshop until after Free the Dream, which now there's one in October, which is in two weeks from now. And I have not marketed it until two weeks ago, right? I marketed, I mm-hmm. did market it two days after Free the Dream. And I've sent out two emails and nobody signed up just yet, but that's okay. I'm still gonna continue to market that. But the thing is, is that income stream has not generated the average of $20,000 a month, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, but I've said, okay, that's not a big deal because Next Level Mastermind is a priority. The priority is to get this up to the, you know, fill both of these groups. The great news is that because I had all of that focus on the Next Level Mastermind and because of the actions that I took to market it, we got Next Level Mastermind all the way up to 20 members at one point. And that was, that was a $20,000 a month. That was carrying us. But then six months ago, it became time to market Free the Dream. And that's when I stopped marketing the Next Level Mastermind completely. Again, not doing any marketing of Next Level Workshops, but I was doing everything to sell 300 tickets to the Free Free the the Dream Dream conference. Now, the thing is, though, is what happened is over the last six months, there have been a handful of people who have dropped out of the Next Level Mastermind. Some of them had some family stuff that's been going on. It's not that they haven't got a return on their investment. It's just that they had some other unique circumstances that that just, it was a right decision for them to drop out. But I didn't replace any of those people. So Because you were marketing. Because I, was mar- I, because I had a belief system that says I shouldn't market Next Level Mastermind and other products at the same time. You'll you'll say that I emphasize that I had this belief system, and it's, I think it is a false belief system that I am actually going to get rid of and replace it with a new belief system that it says, "Hey, I have three different products. They're for three different people at three different stages in life, and they're all valuable to those individuals. And I need to consistently be telling people I have these available." 
That's my new belief system. But I had the belief system that says I shouldn't. So even though I had dropped the monthly recurring income from the Next Level Mastermind and not added any new members to the Next Level Mastermind, I'm thinking that's okay because free the dream, I'm gonna have a couple hundred people there. Doesn't it, it started to look like I'm not gonna have 300, but even if I have 200 with an average ticket price of $1,000, that's still 200,000 minus 70, that's still $130,000 of income. And if I spread that out, that's gonna make up for any of that, right? And then all of a sudden when we get it, it's like six weeks before the event, it's like it doesn't look like I'm going to have 200 people, maybe it's 150. And then I started having my friends that were telling me, Cliff, don't worry about this. Don't get too up. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep sending those emails. Keep marketing it. Keep telling people. Keep doing your Facebook ads. Most people, um, 60 to 70% of the people purchase tickets within the three to four weeks leading up to the event. Well, those people that told me that, I'm sure that that's been their experience and there's lots of data to back that up. That was not the case for our event. It was not. I think in the final six weeks, we ended up selling about 15 tickets. And we sold like over 43 tickets in April alone, back when I was aggressively marketing it, um, when I when I first taught it. And the thing, I, I believe the reason why we sold so many back in April is because there were six months until the event, or however many months until the event, and people could put it on their calendar. This this was a big, huge thing. It's like, listen, this is not just your one-day weekend event. This is come on Thursday, uh, Thursday night. You got all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then Sunday, and then you go fly home Sunday evening. This is a big event you need to plan for. And quite frankly, I, what I learned is I should have started marketing this in October of last year alongside the Next Level Mastermind. And quite frankly, I could have handled a couple of Next Level workshops, and I should have. I should have marketed all three. That's what I learned. And so as a result of those decisions and that belief system, it turns out that the P&L statement is that we sold $63,000 in tickets to the Free the Dream conference. As a result of that, we made significant cuts to our budget for the Free the Dream conference, but they they were things that were extravagant, elegant mm-hmm. things that we wanted to do way above and beyond. So we made the appropriate cuts. The thing is, is the event was incredible. Ask anyone you know that was there and they will tell you the same. But we made $63,000 in ticket sales. The total cost to us, $61,435.09. Total profit margin, 1500 bucks. We made $1,500, which was not the profit margin that I was anticipating. And so it was not the expectations that I had. And so when I think about where we are today compared to where I thought we would be at this point today, it's a whole different story financially. But I'm not, I'm not, I mean, we're not destroyed. We're not distraught. I will tell you that I have to ask myself the same thing I taught at Free the Dream. What am I focused on? What are the, I mean, these are the numbers. The question is, what do you, you have to ask yourself, what does it mean? You know, does this mean that I failed? Does this, no, it means that here are the decisions I made. Here are why I made them. These are the, these are the decisions I made not to market. Why did I make those decisions? What if I would have done this differently instead? What would the results be? Okay, what am I focused on? What does this mean? And what actions am I going to take 
now that I have evaluated the results that I got from my prior actions. And here's what I can tell you. I'm going to be marketing the Next Level Mastermind aggressively while I'm also marketing whenever the next session of the Next Level Workshop for building an online business will be. And I'm also going to market Free the Dream 2019, all three of them at the same time, consistently over the next year. Because that's what I feel called to do. I feel called still to do all three of those products and services. And I've seen the results in people's lives. It's not 20 to 30% of the people that I'm helping. It's 100. I mean, it is 100% success in doing what I feel most called to do in the world. Hey guys, it is Cliff here and I am actually breaking in while I'm doing post-production. This episode is almost wrapped up as far as what I recorded with Stephanie in the studio. But as I am here in post-production, I realized there was more things that I wanted to share about things that I learned and mistakes that I made. Some of them have already been covered pretty darn well, so I'm just gonna go through this real quickly here. First and foremost, it is important to know that I am absolutely thrilled with how things happened at Free the Dream 2018. I mean, what was accomplished in the lives of 87 people goes beyond all explanation. If you haven't listened to last week's episode of this podcast, go back, hear that. It is mind-blowing what happened there. And you will hear us in last week's episode saying, hey, I know, I mean, we we had a suspicion that we were right around break even, you know, $1,500 profit for all of the time, effort, and energy that we put into that event. It wasn't about the money. You hear me say those words, but I tell you, we knew last week when we recorded that episode that we did not quote unquote financially profit from Free the Dream 2018. But yet go and listen to our words and our our mindset and our attitude and our admiration of what took place last week. And it's very understandable if you hear our words from last week's episode to know when I say, hey, we're not just focused on the money here. You can tell Free the Dream 2018 was not just about the money. Did I desire to generate a couple hundred thousand dollars income from it? Yes, it was a goal. Did we do it? No, we didn't. Are we distraught by that? Absolutely not. In fact, one thing I can tell you, and it, and this actually didn't even occur to me until I was having this conversation with Stephanie, but I do recall when I was on the whiteboard one year ago writing down $230,000 profit if I get an average of $1,000 per ticket sale with 300 attendees at this event, that would be $230,000 profit in one weekend. And I remember that mindset, that actual thought, and I'm like, that doesn't sound right. I mean, it, it, I mean, it just doesn't feel right. And then I, I, as I was listening to it, it's like, well, wait a second, what's wrong with generating? What, what if it was only a weekend's worth of work? What if, I, what if I got to the place where Free the Dream didn't take an entire year of planning like it did this past year, but this, this is something that is now a well-oiled machine and that it's maybe a weekend or two or three weekends of planning and, and having conversations with certain speakers and making sure they understand what's going on and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, it is at least 300 people, average ticket sale. Is it really wrong to generate $230,000 in profit? And so th- there's a mindset thing there, but I will tell you, I do know 
that there was something about just making too much money in this idea of having one weekend generate all that profit when in reality, I, all of a sudden, even in this conversation with Stephanie, as I was doing the post-production here, I realized that I started to convince myself, well, it's okay if I make $230,000 in profit if I think about the fact that I've poured an entire year of my time, effort, and energy in, into creating this environment. Well, what if it didn't take an entire year and I did generate that? Would I be okay with that? And and what I want to say here as I've thought about it since having that conversation with Stephanie, I would be okay if it was only a couple weeks of planning and I walked away with $230,000 because it's not, I, I, I still have to remind myself, people are not paying me for my time. What people are paying for is value, the value that they get out of the products and services that I offer. And what I can tell you is that the value that all 87 attendees at Free the Dream got that weekend far exceeded anyone's expectations. Every single person said their expectations were extremely high going into the event, and it absolutely blew their mind. It took all of their expectations and obliterated them. I'm telling you, I I would have been okay if there were 300 people and I made $230,000 in profit from that event, even if I would have only put in two or three weeks worth of work of planning. Now, the reality is, is it did take an entire year and I know I'm gonna invest the entire next year into making 2019 version of Free the Dream even more incredibly awesome. But I, I just wanted to even say that I was making a mistake in the conversation with Stephanie that that all of a sudden I have to work for an entire year before I could ever feel right about making that amount of profit. And I, it's like, wow, where, man, I still even need to work on that. But what I can tell you is this, as much as I'm thrilled and pleased and honored to have been able to have the, the event that Stephanie and I are responsible for creating that environment that we created along with God, I am incredibly honored to have played even a small role in the the lives of those people. The reality is, is that there's just no way that we could continue to do Free the Dream if each year we come away with $1,500 in profit or $1,564.91 in profit. It's just not financially responsible for us to continue to do free the dream if that is the financial return on the investment of that weekend uh, when it comes just to the financial side. Again, this isn't all about the finances, but when it is a significant focus of a product or service that our business is operating with, it is a pretty important thing to think about that. And the good news is that I do realize a lot of the things, a lot of the mistakes that were made. So I already covered this extremely well here in this episode already. I had this mindset, this belief that I should not be marketing three different products at the same time. But here's the deal. Apple is an incredibly financially prosperous business they sell iMac computers, they sell iPhones, they sell iPads, they sell Apple Watches, they, they sell uh, iCloud subscriptions, Apple Music, they have multiple products. I think about Tony Robbins, who has inspired me in the type of business that I'm building these days. 
Tony Robbins has Unleash the Power Within. He has Date with Destiny. He has Business Mastery and a couple other live events. He has multiple different types of live events. He has all kinds of digital training products, audio CDs and and other stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I don't know where I came away. And well, actually, I do know the the genesis of the idea that I shouldn't market so many different things. But that was a limiting belief that has been eliminated. And and yeah, you'll hear. I'm gonna. I'll be marketing three different products and services at the same time. That's not going to be a problem moving forward. The other one is making the mistake that you know most people aren't going to respond to the marketing of this event until at least six months before the event. And a majority of the sales are going to happen in the final few weeks leading up to the event. That was a huge mistake on my part to adopt that belief. Because what I can tell you is that six months before the event, all of a sudden, 43 people sign up right out out of the gate. And what I can tell you is that I had a number of conversations with people three weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, uh, right before the event, like eight weeks before the event. And these are people who said, Cliff, man, if you would have told me two months earlier, I'd so be there, but I've already committed to this. And this was a number of different things in their lives. Now, I get that some people will just say that just because that's their kind way of saying no. And I know that some of the people who said that, yeah, it's probably their kind way of saying, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just not interested. But I'm telling you that an overwhelming majority of those people I had one-on-one conversations with, and these are people who, if they were not interested, they would have genuinely said, Cliff, I'm just not interested. But I know for a fact that they said, yeah, if you would have told me earlier, but I will sign up next year. And the reason I know is because, well, Free the Dream 2019 ticket sales are already on sale, and we've already sold $19,000 in tickets for next year. And it's a year away. So I know one of the mistakes that I made was just not selling this thing. I I felt like I needed to start selling tickets in November of last year. And I chose not to because of my belief system that that most people aren't going to make this decision until six months before the event. And actually, a majority of those people wouldn't do it until three to four weeks before the event. Or and And that just wasn't the case. It was not the case here, and so uh, the the fact that I'm already selling tickets and we've already sold $19,000 in tickets for Free the Dream 2019 confirms a lot of that. So yeah, made some mistakes, and the good news is this. You know, I had to put off recording this podcast episode because I wanted to share the fact that, well, because of the decisions that I made one year ago and then the decisions I made since regarding my belief system things were extremely awesome financially in our business. Going from podcasting A to Z, completely shutting down 100% of our income from the podcast answer man or anything podcasting related. I mean, it's it's all gone uh, intentionally by design. And one thing I can tell you is that we got Next Level Mastermind all the way up to 20 folks. That's $20,000 a month. That pretty much consistently replaced A to Z income. And that was awesome. The only thing is, though, is that, as I said, there was a couple unique circumstances why some folks decided to drop out of the Next Level Mastermind. Anytime you have a monthly membership program, you're always going to have people who need to drop out for one reason or another. 
But what I can tell you is right now, we have so many people in the Next Level Mastermind. We have nine people in the morning session of the Next Level Mastermind. We have six people in the evening session of the Next Level Mastermind. And these people are like family to each other. They're family to me personally. I am personally mentoring them. It is an incredible relationship all across the board. These people's lives are so radically different today than when they first signed up. It's just the most incredible product right up there with Free the Dream and right up there with the results people are getting from these building an online business workshops. It's just mind-blowing. So I'm going to be back to marketing. (laughs) I'm going to be marketing the three different products that I have today. So you're going to hear in future episodes, I I intend to bring some folks who have interacted with me through my one-on-one mentoring, people who have been here for these next level workshops, building an online business here in the Next Level Studio. I am going to be bringing people from the Next Level Mastermind, and I'm going to be bringing in people who have attended Free the Dream Conference. And I want to bring them in not just as an infomercial, but I will make sure that anytime I bring somebody in that has participated in one of these products or services, that there will be valuable takeaways, things that you will learn from each and every conversation. That is my commitment because that this, one thing, I want to share one other thing that I learned, and then I'll go back to the end of the original recording that I did with Stephanie, and I'll, we'll wrap, I'll wrap up this updated section by just saying this. One of the things that I discovered during the marketing of Free the Dream I had the advice that was given to me. It says, Cliff, man, your content is great, but here's what I would recommend. I recommend that instead of telling your audience what the problem is and what they need and then giving them every single step on how to solve that need, how about instead of doing that, you tell your audience what the problem is, tell them what they need, and then say, come to this event and I'll teach you how to implement this. And I adopted that practice of creating content in the marketing of Free the Dream, which by the way, I do not think that this was the real problem with the marketing. That's another mistake that I made in marketing Free the Dream. I made a mistake of not knowing who this conference was for. I marketed Free the Dream to people who were stuck in the day job and have not yet dared to to take steps towards creating the self-employed lifestyle of their dreams. When in reality, what I realized is Free the Dream was a perfect and natural fit for people who are already on the journey of full-time self-employment. People who, maybe they still have the day job, but they've, they're, they've already got one and a half feet out the door. Or, and what I found is that a majority of the people who signed up for Free the Dream were already full-time self-employed, already, most of them pretty financially successful in their business venture, But what most of them told me is they said, Cliff, I already know that there's so much more that I can and should be doing in my business, but I've got some pretty significant belief system issues. Some, I I have some mindset problems that are keeping me right where I'm at. There are some things that I'm afraid of. I'm, I'm afraid of failure of taking things to the next level. I'm afraid of what maybe success might bring. Uh, the unknown, those are the reasons why most people signed up for Free the Dream, and my sales page did not market to that demographic. Uh, Thankfully, some of my content that I did create marketed to that demographic, and that's why they did sign up. But one of the things that I realized is 
even more, it was not so much how, I, I think this idea of marketing and saying, hey, here's the problem that I see and here are here's what you would need to do. Come to my event or sign up for my product or hire me as a coach and consultant and I will show you how to implement this. I think that can be an incredibly valuable marketing process. And I certainly have nothing against it. But what I can tell you is that my experience, at least trying it in the past six months, was not in line with my true identity of how I've done things in the past. And I actually evaluated this live on the stage at Free the Dream when I was talking about belief systems. And I asked people, I said, how many people in here had made the decision to buy a ticket to Free the Dream because of the unbelievable amount of content that I have put out into the world that you've consumed where I gave you everything that was on my heart to share without holding anything back. And nearly every single person in the room said, that's me. They made the decision to buy because they knew I was always the type of person who was always going to give all of the value without holding anything back. And this idea that I had that, you know, what I found is that trying to create content that stirs the interest of people, that tells people what the problem is, and this is what you need to solve the problem, but I'm not going to give that to you unless you come to my event or buy my product or my service. What I found is that if I, I mean, if it's just as simple as just telling you, then for me, my identity is to just tell you, to give it. And the reality is, is that I know that the products and services I offer, there's additional ancillary benefits of actually coming to Free the Dream. You can, I, I can tell you all the things that I taught at Free the Dream, and you will benefit from it if you listen to it and learn. But I can tell you right now, there are so many people that did things at Free the Dream because we had sessions set aside. We took them out of their environment, our normal environment. They weren't distracted by email inboxes. They weren't distracted by social media. They weren't distracted by text messages saying, hey, it's time to come up for dinner. It was, they were there. They were totally immersed in the experience. And that's, that's an experience you're only gonna get at a live event like that or like one of these workshops. There is the fact that you can come up and say, hey, Cliff, I just heard you talk about that. I'd like to ask you about five to 10 minutes worth of questions that I personally have related to what you just shared on the stage here. And that's something you don't get from my vlog episodes or in my podcast episodes. And there's there's just so many other amazing benefits that far outweigh of, of just come to the event and I'll give you the additional missing information that I could easily give you right here in this vlog or easily give you right here in this podcast episode. And so that's one of the other things that I, I realized in my marketing of this event that I, I, I think, you know, I, I think I'm going to do more of just saying, you know what, let me just tell you what you're, what the problem that I see that many of us have. I'm going to tell you what needs to be done about it. And if it's something that I can tell you right here in the next 5, 10, 20 minutes, I'm just going to tell you how I how to solve it. Here's the step-by-step process. Uh, and if you want to come and learn more, if you want to come and get some additional insights, if you want to come and actually apply this at Free the Dream or at a Next Level Workshop or in one-on-one mentoring or in the Next Level Mastermind, then, then there's more to be had than just the information that I just gave you. But... I'm not going to withhold valuable information from my marketing moving forward as well. 
These are just some things that have been going through my mind as I think about this. Things are really exciting. Things are awesome. I am so excited about what has been accomplished in this past year. The lives of those in the Next Level Mastermind that I've had the privilege to do life with, to be a mentor to those people. The lives of the people that I've been able to interact with through my one-on-one mentoring package, which I don't even market, but there are people that know that I do it. The people whose lives that, you know, I, I didn't market the Next Level Workshops, but we had three of them and we had some people who attended. And I gotta tell you, those were incredible experiences, every single one of them. And sure, I made $1,564.91 profit from Free the Dream 2018. But you know what I, what I got? 87 people's lives who were radically transformed. Marriages that were saved. People, I could tell you stories, but that I can't tell you their stories because of some of the things. It, it's unbelievable. Hopefully, some of those people will come on and tell you their stories because it's not right for me to tell you their stories without... I think they need to be the ones to tell you. The fact that, you know what? I love the fact that I was able to contribute $61,435.09 to the financial success and profitability of the vendors we hired. I love that. I love that Matt and Lauren Brady made an addition, well, they they made a significant amount of profit from the fact that they managed our event. The video production team, the number of people whose salaries were covered that weekend as a result of, of this, and the profit that was generated from the work that they did. I, I love that we were able to contribute $61,435.09 to the businesses of all the vendors. And guys, I can't even begin to tell you the amazing education that I have received over the last year as a result of everything that I learned about hosting this first Free the Dream conference. I am so thrilled with where I am today. And I'm so excited about taking what I've learned over the past year and blowing my own mind about where we will be one year from today after one more year of the Next Level Mastermind, after several more sessions of the Next Level Workshop for Building an Online Business, and after Free the Dream 2019. One year from today, all three of those things will be behind us, and I think I'll be telling you a whole different story, something that I would not be able to tell had I not experienced everything I experienced over this past year. All right, back to the original recording to wrap this thing up. And that, my friends, is my successes and failures and what I've learned in this first year since taking the big leap. And that's, that's the episode I wanted to share with you guys. Real quickly, nextlevelmastermind.info. Check it out. If you have your own full-time self-employed business or you desire to have one within the next six to 12 months, Go to nextlevelmastermind.info, read everything on that page, watch every minute of video that you can find on that page, and then make a decision whether or not you want to apply. It is $1,000 per month, but I promise you that if if you have an interview with me and I determine it's a good fit for you and you determine that it's a good fit for you, the amount of of return on that investment will be beyond your wildest imagination, nextlevelmastermind.info. 
We have three spots in the morning group, six spots available in the PM group. We would love to have you apply nextlevelmastermind.info. In two weeks from now, October 12th and 13th, 2018, we are hosting our one and a half day building an online business next level workshop right here in our home. It'll be a small group. (laughs) It may be 14 people, but right now it's three. We encourage you to head over to nextlevelworkshop.live if you have a desire to build a business where you can understand the step-by-step process of what it takes to build a profitable, responsible business where you can make a living teaching and coaching and mentoring, doing online courses, the kind of business that we have here. If you desire to have this kind of business, don't just go start a podcast. If you already have a podcast and you're not making at least $10,000 a month every single month, you must come to this workshop. We'll tell you why you're, where you're failing and we'll help you actually create a plan, a strategy for you to take out of here and change your financial future. That's nextlevelworkshop.live. And my friends, freethedream.live. Go ahead and mark your calendars everyone hearing my voice. Mark your calendars. It is, what is it for September? 13th, 14th, and 15th. Yeah, September 13th, 14th, 15th, 2019. Mark those days out and go ahead and get your tickets today while they're still on sale. Freethedream.live. Stephanie, thank you for coming down here. This, this episode, I think, turned out much better than it would have been if I came down here and tried to record all that myself. You're welcome. I love you, baby. I love you too. Guys, thank you so much. Until next time, we encourage you to live your life on purpose.